So welcome to the 23rd episode of our transportation management podcast. This episode is about a very special topic, nature of goods. Uh, my name is Thomas Quintus. I'm Scrum Master and Developer in Freight Auto Management Team. My name is Andreas Anselmann. I'm also a member of the SAP TM Development uh, Team and I'm the product owner for uh, Air Freight. My name is uh, Dragos Florescu and I'm developer in Team Freight Order. Yeah, and I'm Bernd uh, and I'm also in Freight Order Management and I will ask the questions today as mostly. Huh? Okay, so our topic of today is nature of goods. I think we have to even narrow that. It's it's already specific, and we now <clears throat> it's it's a good point to narrow it a bit down. So it's nature of goods in air freight. I mean, so everybody with no intention to to work in air freight at all can stop uh, listening here. Everybody who works in air freight should start listening carefully. So it's about some special specialties. Uh, in in the nature of goods handling in air freight, right? So yeah, yeah and I think even the, this nature of goods is already a too broad term, right? It's, we have actually two kind of nature of goods, Andreas. Could you help me on that? Yes, certainly. <laughs> um, so nature of goods uh, or nature uh, of, uh, and quantity of goods is an air uh, freight specific term, um, and it's a description of the cargo that is transported in the end. Um, they are only relevant for uh, air freight, as you mentioned uh, before, and only for freight forwarders. So shipper uh, describe uh, their products uh, with a product or a goods description, and um, the freight forwarders have a more um, high-level description uh, of uh, this cargo, and that's called nature uh, of goods. Nature of goods, okay. Or nature and quantity of goods. Is well, that uh, <laughs> nature and quantity of goods, it's called in the every bill. Mm -hmm. So um, you have uh, to print uh, this information uh, also in the every bill. And uh, that's called nature and quantity uh, of goods. It's uh, printed in the consignment rating details uh, to be uh, more precise. And um, for the experts uh, of you, that's uh, box 22i. <laughs> okay. And for the manifest, uh, you also have uh, that kind of uh, description for each of the shipments. Uh, you print in the manifest uh, a description, uh, which is there called uh, nature of goods. And it can be different, right? So it's not it this, the same name for, or two names for the same thing, but I could have in the same, let's say if you start with a forwarding order, I could have two different entries, one for the nature and quantity of goods, and another one for nature of goods for manifest, right? With different... Yes, okay, and when would I do it, or why is that? Is there a certain reason, or do we have an example why we have two different uh, nature of goods? Well, we have actually uh, more than uh, two different, so the user would first uh, get the information uh, from his customers, so mm -hmm. from the shivers. Um, well, to, to give you an example, mm -hmm. uh, if uh, somebody... Uh, wants um, well to uh, change his residence um, and want to uh, transport uh, three different boxes, one uh, with uh, dinnerware, one with glasses, one uh, with toys. The forwarder would just uh, name that uh, household goods. And then he would capture that uh, in the forwarding order. Mm -hmm. And uh, this information is then printed in the house every bill. And okay. um, you assign later on uh, different shipments, so different uh, house every bills uh, to one um, master every bill, uh, mm -hmm. in our uh, 
uh, term, uh, that's the freight booking. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you print the two things, that's the master every bill. And there you have uh, even a more um, high-level description of all the shipments uh, which are included in the freight booking. And then you have uh, the manifest. It's called cargo manifest. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, another one is more for customs. Uh, that's the security manifest. Okay. And this contains for every uh, shipment one entry, and uh, there you have the nature uh, of goods. Okay. And uh, this can be uh, different, high level, for example, uh, because of legal reasons, because of customs, uh, sometimes uh, for the whole transportation chain, you can uh, have uh, different uh, countries involved, mm -hmm. and you have to translate it, and therefore... Um, What you end up in the forwarding order can be different in the manifest. And of course, different in the master bill because there you have a summary of all the goods. And in, in the, the freight book. And is that differentiation already starting in the forwarding order? So could I have a forwarding order where I already have, so with my movement uh, forwarding order, where I have one uh, nature and quantity of goods entry and uh, nature of goods for, let's call it nature of goods for manifest, Entry in the forwarding order already, or does this differentiation start later in, in the document chain? No, this can uh, even start in the forwarding order. Okay. So we have uh, two different areas um, uh, for that uh, text or different text. Uh, first, you would uh, capture the nature and quantity of goods, and then you can uh, copy it over to the nature of goods for the manifest, and there you can change it, or you can keep it uh, as it is. And okay. that's the basis uh, then uh, for the manifest. Okay. Um, so in the for for the manifest, uh, which is uh, in the end captured uh, in the freight booking, uh, you have different users uh, which are mm. responsible to uh, do the booking, to take care of the master bill uh, uh, of the manifest mm. and things like that. They can even change uh, this information in the freight booking in the end. Okay, later on then. But it could already, in the forwarding order, if I know I need different descriptions for for the manifest and um, the, the booking itself, then I, I could already differentiate that in the forwarding order. Yes. Okay. Okay. And do I maintain it as a describing goods? Is that an item thing or is it a header thing? or? Well, it's a, it's a header thing. So mm -hmm. you uh, can imagine that you have uh, for forwarding order uh, 20 items mm -hmm. uh, received, uh, 20 boxes, for example, from the shipper. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have some um, space constraints in the area bill. Mm -hmm. You can uh, print the maximum um, uh, 12 uh, lines. Uh, so if you have 20 boxes, then uh, you cannot capture that information at the item level. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to um, uh, capture it in the header level. Okay. And by the way, nature and quantity of goods uh, does not only contain um, the description of the uh, cargo. It also contains, for example, volume, um, the, the, uh, dimensions of the uh, cargo. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, additional things depending on the country. Mm. Um, for example, custom-specific information like uh, movement, uh, reference number, and things like that. And that would be on the nature and quantity of goods on, on header level, right? Correct. So all that yes. stuff. Okay. And then on additionally, I could have a nature of goods and that is for manifest and that is only description of the goods, but also on header level, yes. right? Correct. Okay. And it can be redundant or a bit different. Okay. And uh, we already started uh, talking about it. So I can capture it in the forwarding order, but as you mentioned, I may have different requirements 
for the um, follow-up documents. I, I can already start with freight units, right? So, or what we call uh, freight units. So, uh, shipment uh, in that case, maybe. So, maybe uh, my my moving is split into yeah two shipments later. And and maybe as you said, it's mixed, and maybe I don't have only household goods, but I also have computers. Assuming that it's not household goods or something, uh, so if, uh, I could also split it into two freight units, and then I think I also have to do something with the nature and quantity of goods because uh, for, for that one shipment uh, or one freight unit, it's different than the other one. Is that correct or yes? That's okay. So you, if uh, if you have one shipment containing spare parts for machinery and um, yeah, that's what I always chemicals, yeah. and you split it up into freight units. Uh, one uh, contains the spare parts and the other the chemicals. Yeah. Then you would copy over uh, the nature of goods uh, for manifest uh, into the freight unit mm -hmm. and then adjust it uh, there. In the freight the, unit. In the freight unit. So in the freight uh, unit one, uh, you would just capture the spare parts and uh, in the second one, uh, the chemicals. Okay. Good. We come to the details on how this is done um, later. One question you already mentioned: we have some certain restrictions in terms of size and and, and how, how many rows. That is still coming from the print world, right? I mean, uh, actually not. Uh, no, okay. also from from the print world. Huh? Um, the air freight business um, have um, well well de de uh, defined design the processes or their standard processes. Some of them are um, defined by the IADA. Hmm. And um, for example, they have um, defined how uh, every bill uh, has to uh, look like. Um, and um, there you have uh, some uh, space constraints. Actually, in the printing have, document. In the printing okay. document. Yeah. Actually, you have also the electronic uh, messages, mm -hmm. which are um, coming more and more important, and uh, therefore are aligned with uh, that um, uh, messages. And uh, there you have uh, uh, space constraints for the available. Mm -hmm. So the uh, message, electronic message, uh, in the, for the every bill is called uh, FWB, and mm -hmm. there you have the space constraint of 12 lines, um, 20 characters each, and uh, for the manifest, which is called uh, in the electronic message, the FHL, um, there you have a space constraint of 9 lines, uh, 65 characters. Okay, I would still call it a virtual constraint in the electronic world, but okay, it's coming yes. from the real constraints in the, in the paper world, and still to be Consistent with that, we still have that. Even so, if you only communicate electronically, you still have to stick to that uh, uh, rules, right? Good. Okay, good. Well, interesting. We had fun implementing it. I remember, <laughs> right, Trago? We come to that later. It's a bit special. Okay. So, we start uh, following on that uh, track. So, we said I can create in forwarding order. Uh, I can enter nature of good, nature and quantity of goods and nature of goods for manifest. If I now would have two freight units, I could already sp yeah, split it up and have separate uh, nature and quantity of goods and nature of goods for manifest for the two freight units. And Actually, only you would have only different nature of goods for manifest and freight units. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're relevant for the follow-up documents. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Of course, I, I knew that. I just, you know, just to get that answer again. <laughs> okay. All these native goods for manifest uh, is uh, editable in the freight unit. Then. Okay. Now we come to the actual 
execution. So we could have uh, transfer orders, trucking for the trucking piece, and we could have the actual booking. Maybe let's start with the booking because that's the uh, heart of, of the air freight, right? So what happens then in the booking? So I have, as you already mentioned, I have a consolidation maybe of different uh, forwarding orders or dash freight units uh, into one booking. Uh, is that automatically copied over? Or maybe let's start uh, with the nature and quantity uh, of goods. Is that taken over automatically? Or what happens then if I have the booking? What do I have to do to, to get it into the booking? So the nature and quantity of goods in the freight booking uh, as a summary, actually, of all the shipments. Mm -hmm. uh, so you will, in most cases, not take it over from uh, somewhere from mm -hmm. other place, um, but you can. Uh, I can back uh, to that in a minute. Uh, mm -hmm. So you typically uh, capture it manually mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, manifest, and um, there are also some standard uh, constraints or uh, some standard texts uh, just refer to the manifest uh, then. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, do not uh, describe uh, uh, the goods itself. Um, so you have uh, different options. So the um, text area looks um, the same as in the forwarding order. Mm -hmm. Then you can capture it manually. You can take it over uh, from the forwarding uh, order. Mm -hmm. If there are uh, more than one assigned, you can take it um, Uh, over from multiple forwarding uh, orders. Yeah. So um, in the end, uh, the maximum is uh, six. So if you have uh, more than five uh, forwarding orders, uh, it would not make sense uh, to take it uh, over. Mm -hmm. You would uh, just uh, capture it manually. Um, in, and sorry to interrupt, that's on header booking, header, header level again. Yes, correct. Okay. In the of manifest and header. header. Hmm? And uh, you can also use standard text. So you can define in the uh, SAP systems, uh, also in the SAP DM system, uh, so-called standard text. You can predefine that. It's like a, a master data. And uh, you can then copy, um, well, uh, select such a standard text uh, in the freight booking and uh, copy it over. And there mm -hmm. you can adjust it. Okay. Good. That is for the nature and quantity, quantity of, goods. of goods, which is kind of a summarization of all items in, included there and I could copy parts of the nature and quantity of goods of the predecessor document if I have multiple I think if it's one to one maybe it makes sense uh, to copy the complete uh, thing over but as soon as I have a consolidation I anyway have to aggregate yeah. basically <coughs> end user enters the information manually and if decides uh, to copy then press um, button and then um, the copy occurs and we have the rule that if there's only one um, shipment attached to the booking then the text from that is copied in as a whole if you have more text then uh, we copy only the first two lines of uh, the first six uh, shipments attached to that booking And the first But only one? after pressing a button, right? There's yes. no auto no thing. There's, there's no automatism. So which makes sense based on what you explained. Yeah. In the first uh, example you uh, given uh, is for the back-to-back. -back. Uh, mm -hmm. So you have a one-to-one -one relationship between forwarding order and freight booking. And uh, there you can uh, copy over uh, the whole mm -hmm. description. Mm -hmm. And also for the direct shipment of um, as you mentioned, probably it makes, um, in most cases, makes little sense to copy information because um, mm. on the 
in the booking itself, you'll have a text, a description like a consolidated goods per attached manifest or something like that. And this is one of the most used text templates. Yes. Okay. Good. So maybe and it could already happen that I have like an order in Germany and uh, my departure airport would be like in France. And then I would already think have to go to French descriptions. Also. So it can also be completely different from the nature and quantity of goods from the original documents already in the first place. Yes, Especially if you have, for example, a tracking manifest, then yeah. you have uh, to provide uh, that document uh, in the language uh, of the country. You okay. Are okay, that's a very smooth uh, uh, hand over to trucking, so to the uh, uh, ground part of air freight. So we also have it there, right? Did yeah. I get it right? Is it the same? Is it in a way different? or? So uh, the principle is the same. So also our capabilities we have there. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can uh, use uh, the nature of goods for manifest uh, that you have captured in the forwarding order. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is also shown in the freight order. So you typically start with the pickup uh, mm -hmm. order. There you can see it uh, for each uh, shipment. So for each um, forwarding order freight unit uh, that is assigned. Um, so actually in the freight order at uh, item level. And okay, now are we still at the nature and quantity no. of goods? No, or no, sorry, maybe no, that's maybe the nature I, of goods for money. Okay, so in the in the trucking world, we don't have any nature and quantity of goods because okay. that's it's uh, only for the airway bill. Okay, so the house or master, but okay. uh, it's airway bill, so that's it's only okay. the booking part. Okay, so nature and quantity of goods—that was the one you it mentioned, stops. including dimensions, volume yes. stuff. That is only relevant in the forwarding order and the air freight booking. And not yes, in exactly. Right. Okay. And yes, and exactly. now we maybe then let's also now we're starting to uh, discussing about tracking. Now we're discussing about the nature of goods for manifest. Mm -hmm. And as Andreas mentioned, that was a pure is, product description part of it, right? If I remember right. Yes, something so like that without the quantities. Okay. And now, mm -hmm. of course, because we have in one freight order or in one uh, freight booking, we have more shipments mm -hmm. for each. Um, item actually or, or shipment level forwarding order freight unit then we have the possibility to display the already recorded nature of goods for manifest from from the requirement documents but also we have the possibility uh, to change them in the freight document because okay but maybe, maybe first the first thing is so it's not on header level right it's not so the nature and quantity of goods is on book air freight booking header level yes um, and the nature uh, of goods for manifest that is on yeah shipment uh, level, so I could have multiple entries. Exactly. Okay, good. That's Sorry. correct. Good. And for the pickup order, you would print it in the tracking manifest. Okay. So each of that uh, shipment, uh, which is included in the uh, freight order or pickup order, or even in the feeder, mm -hmm. uh, defeeder, or delivery, uh, can have uh, its own description. Okay, and so I would see it then on the shipment equals freight unit level in the trucking manifest yeah. or in, in the, the air freight print, booking. In the print as well. Okay. Yeah, also in the air freight booking, exactly. Okay, and by default, I would see the things, the nature and nature of goods for manifest maintained in the forwarding order. We already talked about the freight units, right? So I yeah. can override that in, in the freight unit if it's only the machinery part and not the spare parts or yeah. so. So if I have it 
more precisely in the freight unit. That would be shown, right? And then exactly. I and can then also... We can also change it in the freight document to accommodate local regulation, like uh, hmm. language-specific, or there are some countries where for description um, there are additional requirements what to describe and everything. So in this case, we can, but we must not um, maintain Don't this information in, in the freight document, in, in the freight order or in the booking. If there is nothing maintained there, in we already show whatever is maintained in the previous document. So in the freight unit, and mm -hmm. if it's nothing in the freight unit, then from the forwarding order. Okay. And that's very important. So um, if somebody changes something in the forwarding order and you have already assigned it to the uh, freight order or f uh, freight booking, then uh, there it's also changed. As long as you have not Overwritten it yes, in the follow-up documents, yes. right? After then, it's decoupled. Is yes, correct? Yeah, correct? Okay. Yeah, and we, we have no update mechanism uh, as, as, as soon as the information is changed in one follow-up document, like mm -hmm. in a freight order, then it's stored, changed there, and does not receive any updates from the. And that's even not required because um, when uh, the users responsible for the freight order or mm -hmm. freight booking take over the control. Uh, then they decide if they want to live with that uh, description or do any changes. Okay, so that's intentional. Yeah. Okay, so I think then it's pretty clear how how I capture it, how it's taken over, where I can change it. How is it then? You already mentioned at the beginning, but just to complete the chain. So what is then the, the next step? So it's, it's printed somewhere, right? You already mentioned it uh, at the beginning. So the nature and quantity of goods, which is the one on header level, Uh, in the booking also, it's printed, right? It's printed, uh, and I think there's some special handling that's printed together with the charges. And is yes, that right? Yeah, right. maybe. So it's printed in the every bill, um, exactly in the so-called consignment trading details. And as the name uh, says, um, you have uh, even the rates uh, in, and you have uh, to align the nature uh, and quantity of goods uh, with uh, that uh, charge line. And that's a, a challenge, uh, but it can happen that you have um, uh, sometimes uh, the rates uh, at the beginning and uh, then you would add later on the nature and quantity of goods or the other way around. So you can have the nature and quantity of goods, but you have no rating information. And um, therefore, the, the captured um, nature and quantity of goods have to be shown uh, also in the uh, charge screen. And there you have a mechanism uh, to align uh, actually the charge lines uh, with the nature and quantity of goods lines. It sounds tricky. I think that's why Dragos did it, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I, I, okay, you see it then consolidate and later on together with the rates, the real rates or the tucked rates, right? The kind of virtual rates in the document. Okay. So that makes it. A bit tricky. And for the nature of goods, uh, for, for manifest, that's not that specific, right? That it's just printing it. It's Or just it? the description of the goods and uh, printed in the drug uh, manifest uh, or in uh, the cargo manifest or security manifest. Okay. And there are also transmitted oh, electronic messages when you subcontract. Yeah. And okay, and maybe that leads us over a bit to the technical implementation. So how is it transmitted? I think that's... Uh, That leads us to uh, where is it stored and, and how is it stored? Or is there anything, yeah. Andreas, we should still mention on the business or user side of the 
Nature of Goods, I think. No, Sounds at least. We have uh, covered nearly everything. Okay. Good. Nearly everything. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something? No. <laughs> can serve it later on. Yeah. Okay, so let's go then to the technical implementation. So maybe first thing is how, how is it stored? Yeah. So what is it? We is it? use for that in our transportation management architecture the so-called text uh, collection, mm -hmm. which is already something that we use quite a lot. Actually, we had, we used also previously um, text collection to store nature of goods, mm -hmm. but we did not um, save them in a structured manner. So persisting them is one matter. Um, the second matter is um, entering them on the screen. And maybe just coming on a position. So it's uh, in the text collection, uh, st stored on the text collection, right? Is there a certain text type for it? Is that something a customer needs to create? Do we deliver something? Yes. So we have, of course, uh, spe specific text types. Mm -hmm. um, um, which also have some um, check classes attached to them so that uh, they won't break uh, IATA specification. Mm -hmm. And these are part of our delivery customizing. Do you remember the tech name of the text type or is that something I for the show notes? NOG20 <laughs> and NOG65, which are named after the length of uh, one line. Okay. NOG20 and NOG65. That's more or less self-explaining. That's good. Okay, sorry. So that is how it's stored. So it's stored as a normal text and also during communication, electronic communication with messages is part of uh, the message. Um, we pass this um, based on that um, that um, persistence. What was challenging uh, the, with the old solution that we had in the past was the fact that the end user could not enter data in a structured manner. Meaning um, there was little way for us to enforce the size restriction, which are specified by IATA for um, mm -hmm. for these two parts. So nine lines, uh, 20 characters, respectively uh, nine lines, uh, 65 characters each. And this was not possible using a simple UI control that we had. So we in this. For this development, we had to trick a bit um, our UI controls in order to achieve that. Uh, we have um, now the possibility to enter the data in nine lines. There are actually nine um, input fields on the screen. So, yeah, input controls on, on, on the screen, which you can enter the data. There is no automatically flow when you go at the end of the line or something like that, mm. like in the normal a modern editor, but at least we can uh, make sure that uh, data that is entered on that UI control is um, consistent with the specifications. Okay, so that's uh, for, for the positions and, and maintenance. Yeah. So I think we already said for the forwarding order and also freight unit level for a store instance then, it's stored on root level, right? So it's also in the Text collection on, on root level, then I assume. That okay. exactly. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> in the freight documents, uh, it's stored depending on, on on the type. So nature and quantity of goods, which is relevant only for the master airway bill, is stored on the root. So we have a text under the root, and nature of goods for manifest is stored under the item node because it's relevant for each uh, shipment attached to that uh, freight document. Mm -hmm. 
So there's uh, that's a bit special, right? Since yeah. you said it's shipment level, yeah. and one shipment can have multiple items. I think that is where we have some specific, yeah. and we don't have a shipment um, item, even so, like an overview cargo management. Right. You can see the shipment, but in fact, uh, that's just a virtual one. Yes, exactly. So, so if we're going that deep into the modeling, yes. of course, we have in, in our um, freight document, uh, we have the items, and we don't have the shipment level in the items, but we have the items of a shipment. So w what we do is to ident we identify uh, one more or less random item. It's not quite random. It's the item with the lowest item ID, which belongs to a certain shipment. And under that item, we store the text collection, which holds the nature of goods for manifest. So if you look up like in BioTest tool, uh, you will see it on the freight unit level. But then if you go into the BioTest tool to the item, so if you look the UI, you'll see it in the... You will see it only in one yeah. place. That's that first item yeah. of the shipment. It's... Um, It's, it's important to know that, uh, but uh, for the end user, it makes a little difference. You will see it in, on the screen. And you also have this uh, fallback logic. So that means if you don't have anything modified on the freight document, mm. then the information is extracted from the previous document, from the freight unit or even farther from the forwarding order. The user does not know that. It just only sees one text there, which yeah. is relevant, which will be printed, which will be sent uh, Through um, uh, via the electronic messages and so on, mm -hmm. it's everything encapsulated, and we're speaking about encapsulation. So we have a central functionality for 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 this uh, feature, which provides the access, write and read accesses towards uh, the nature of goods, mm -hmm. and this central functionality. Um, takes care of this logic handling. Yeah, knows uh, where to know with when which item mm. to persist the data or whether in which business object in this mm. particular case. Okay, that's a helper class. Maybe do you, do you know the name or should yeah, we put it so, in the show notes? Uh, we can put it also on the handout, but uh, yeah. it's a SEMTMS like all our mm. classes. CL um, underscore text underscore helper, and there are some pretty straightforward um, named public methods that it can be used and are also used by our UIs or by our Okay, because I think messages. for like for messages or so, I think it's also important that they would exactly that, do that shipment. This functionality is called also from uh, the inbound and outbound um, message functionality so that everything is consistent. And so what happens if I delete that first item? Is my text gone? Yes, uh, yes and no. Um, no. Um, we have also um, th thought about this possibility and we have a functionality that relocates the text from the deleted item to the next item that fulfills the rule. And if have. a new item comes in, which is now the new first item, then it would also move, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I've tested okay. both. So ah, <laughs> of course. Because it was designed like that. Good. Anything else that we should uh, mention for Nature of Goods? I think half an hour just about Nature of Goods in air. Good. Then thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy Nature of Goods for Manifest and Nature and Quantity of Goods. And yeah, next episodes coming sooner or later. <laughs>